am I going to do? I've watched it so many times and I keep having the same feeling. I think... I think I kind of like Spider-Man 3. But I feel like no one in the world feels the way I do. I just wish I had someone to talk to. What, what, what was that? Is someone there? Remember that part where there's that cool Sandman fight in the subway? So underrated. How about that time Peter dances down the street in his new black suit? So misunderstood! What about when Harry and Peter team up to fight Venom and save Mary Jane? So good. I kinda like Spider-Man 3. I want to talk about it too, Scott. That's why I've been looking for you. Looking? For, for me? Oh yeah. I know all about you. You do? Like what? Like the fact that we've recorded 245 podcasts covering every minute of Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2, so if we stop now, it just doesn't seem right to me. Wait, that you, Zach? Look, I want to talk about Spider-Man 3. You want to talk about Spider-Man 3. Together, its bad reputation doesn't stand a chance. Interested? Yeah. But where can people find us? Oh, my spider sense is tingling, if you know what I mean. And it's telling me that they should look for Spider-Man Minute Season 3 on DuelingGenre.com or wherever they get their podcasts this summer. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we investigate the gunfights, car chases, and proper action of Hot Fuzz one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. And today we're about to go off on minute 109, which begins with Angel flipping Skinner over a building and ends with Skinner screaming as he extends a box cutter in a threatening manner. <laughs> uh, and we have a guest, Crystal Beth. Welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy I was able to get on this before the end. I know. Very last, very last minute edition. Uh, we thought we would have to go a season without her. And uh, oh, I would have been so sad. I would have been sad. I think it I would have been, we, it would have been a colossal failure on our part. Yeah. Could have been oh my terrible. gosh. I would have been like, I, <clears throat> I, just, I don't even want to think about it anymore. We should, let's change the subject. <laughs> um, so uh, this minute is basically just like a, it's a it's a it's a big old fight between Angel and Skinner. Um, you know they are uh, they are uh, basically like a kaiju fight is what I would call this. Uh, sure. As they as they fight in a uh, in the tiny village. Kaiju. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, because it's like it. You know the village. The model village is the perfect size to feel like you would be a giant monster in it. You right. know, like how is that not what this building is for? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, a hundred percent. They, that's the best thing about just every Edgar Wright movie ever where yeah. you're like, Oh, he's just having fun. Yeah. <laughs> like they were like, you know what? Let's, I've always wanted to fight in a miniature village and they're like, all right, cool. Let's do it. 
<laughs> I, and it makes the the line that you said when you were talking about where the minute starts, where it's like flips him over a building, yeah. and you're like, oh my gosh, and you're like, oh no, the building was like two feet tall. Yeah, right. <laughs> Can, I think this has real world value. I think it would be therapeutic to be able to like walk around a miniature sized version of your community and just kind of like mm-hmm. pretend to be Godzilla for like a couple minutes. I don't know. <laughs> oh God, let off be some steam. The best. Heck yeah. I kind of do that with Google Maps. Oh, like I great. will be in my apartment and I will Google Map around my neighborhood. And I could just get out and go do it myself. But I'm like, let's go down this road and we'll go down this road. And it is weirdly soothing, even though it would be more fun if the buildings were real. Yeah, because mm-hmm. there's something about like the, the motion of like your thumb and like, or unless you're on your computer and like sweeping through like, you know, blocks and blocks without like getting tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a god. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the thing that I love about this about this fight scene is that um, the uh, fight choreography is pretty on point uh, from a character standpoint because you never see Skinner do anything but like desperate moves. You know, it's it, it's very kind of high school moves where he just kind of throws himself at him and and tries to get on top of him and like that's that's it like that's yeah, he's kind like of using all he's his doing. weight and size to his advantage right right yeah. whereas nicholas is he's doing a flip which we saw he was capable of doing at the beginning of the movie where we got the montage and we learned that he took like karate classes um mm-hmm. and we showed we showed him flipping someone in like yeah. a dojo setting so he knows how to do that and then his his punches are very uh uh, like fisticuffy, like they they feel yeah. like someone who is l- trained to fight in a ring, and he's taking those you know to the streets. Mm-hmm. Those, that knowledge in a dojo setting is my favorite Death Cab for Cutie album. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I I I just I really love this. I love that um, you know we're getting a sense for these two characters in the way that they fight. Yeah, um, the only part of this that I find questionable realistically but obviously it's not supposed to be realistic is the bit where skinner catches uh angel's punch and like causes pain oh, yeah. somehow where i'm just like i he doesn't really seem to be doing anything yeah, particularly the, painful looking and the sound design and peg's d- delivery leads us to believe that this is like the most painful thing that's happened to him yet yeah and like, and it's you know crunching yeah and like well, maybe i mean if you have ever if you hit anything on purpose or by accident with your fist ever, oh yeah, it freaking hurts. Yeah. So any contact with something that's already hurting mm, yeah. is somewhere. And it to me, I always thought that the yell was more out of uh, frustration than pain. Pain, because mm. he's like ah, but like I feel like he's all in pain. But then to like, there's something satisfying when you're gonna punch someone to actually make contact with them. So it's going to hurt either way. And then when you don't make contact with them and, and then it just hurts, it's frustrating. Yeah. And then also it's always like the weird things that like hurt the most that cause the most like immediate pain. They usually is like a twist paper or a spring. Yeah. Like a paper cut mm-hmm. where Ugh. yet like, you know, you can see someone, God forbid, like fall and break an arm and be weirdly like calm in a day's kind of way. Like oh, I need to go to a hospital, yes. but a paper cut turns everyone into like oh or if you stub your toe too hard on something especially if your feet are cold mm. oh my god it's the worst feeling ever <laughs> and it's just like you can feel just 
all of the blood rush to your chest and you just get that hot, sweaty, just, you're like, ah, and you know that the initial hit hurt, but it's not going to hurt as much as the next 30 seconds afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the elbow, know, the elbow is not fun either. No. Yeah. The funny bone. Yeah. The funny bone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, there's also, uh, I guess the, the idea that that is the hand that, uh, was stabbed through by, uh, by Father Christmas. Yeah. So, so maybe, right. maybe the, the pain is, uh, is, is that it's still a bit stiff in and that so, moment. Yeah. He's like, God <laughs> fucking Santa. It might, my, my, it still hurts. I'm still cursing yeah. him to this day. Right. Right. <laughs> I like that he uses his move against him, though, and catches his fist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though there is a, I'm sure you noticed because this is what you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, in one of the cuts, he's got his hand by the wrist instead of the mm-hmm. fist. Of so course. we haven't talked about how it's raining. Right. <laughs> I, it just seems like such a, it's so subtle. And it's, I, I, it's like, I don't know. It's the perfect kind of like point break rain. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's perfect point break rain because it's not really rain. It's like spraying out right. of a fountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's perfect p- point break rain because this is fake just like that's fake. Oh, <laughs> yes. That's great. It's like it's literally rain. movie rain. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's uh, But it's great. funny to me that there is a water main by this fake town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Notebook Makes rain. me wonder if the, the mm-hmm. houses have working faucets and toilets and things like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's it looks like it's a water main that the uh, the uh, uh, Skinner and Frank's uh, car uh, wrecked into. Yes, uh, totaled, totaled. Uh, but yeah, he is uh, he is soaking wet when he uh, saunters over to uh, uh, Aaron Aronson over here. Um. I'm really interested in the uh, the line. It's not your village anymore. Yeah. To me, it, I don't know. Like it, yeah, it, it's a declaration, and to me, I think it's almost a moment of discovery, at least for the audience, because it's like, oh, he's this is his home now. This is really no longer like yeah. a place he's been sent to. This is his new community. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's definitely part of it. I think the other part of it is just him saying, like, you don't have control of this village anymore. Like, it was it was absolutely his village. Like, he that's was true. king right. of Sanford uh, and, and getting literally getting away with murder. And and now he's saying, like, it's not your village anymore, as in to say, like, you're you're done. You, you've, yeah. you've been beat. Your reign here has ended, be- sir. Right, right. Exactly. Um Sanford belongs to the children. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a pretty severe beatdown too, like both by Skinner <laughs> and then also like the uppercut that he gets in return. Yes. Both are pretty brutal. It's, uh, it's just it's movie fights make me never want to get in a fight. Mm-hmm. I would be in so much pain. Mm-hmm. For sure. Just like an uppercut to the jaw yeah. and then being smashed skyward and then land on the ground. No, thanks. Yeah. And the cool thing about movie fights is it instantly makes every fight that you see in real life super lame. Yes. Yes. And so you never think that someone fighting at a bar or a restaurant is cool because they always look like a jabroni. Yeah. Yep. Like real fights just end up on fail comps on YouTube. Yeah. The reason that people film fights is not because they think it's cool. It's because they're making (laughs) fun of the people who are in the fights because they look like morons. 
Can you imagine like you're at you're at like a Papa John's or like you're at a bank or something and you just see two people erupt in like Jason Bourne level choreography, like close contact. <laughs> oh man. No one would record that because everyone would be watching. Yeah. They wouldn't even realize they have to put their pick their phone up. Hey, yeah. I was in line sure. first. <laughs> like rolled up magazine. <laughs> Uh, so I, I, I'm curious about like, what, what's the joke here about his name, about this kid's name being Aaron Aronson? Like, I know it's a reference to the Andes telling him to start calling everyone in the village, starting with Aaron Aronson. But like, I, I guess I'm, I'm a little baffled by the joke because one, this kid's not in the phone book. He's a kid. Uh, right. So no, he looks pretty old for it. He looks, he looks like an old soul. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, he looks he looks young Sheldonish. He might already um, be listening to the Smiths. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I just don't. I don't quite. Uh, this is like one of the only jokes I think in the movie that falls a little flat for me because I'm like, I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> like, I hate. I hate to like have someone explain the joke to me, but like, I, I don't. I, I just don't. I don't get what makes this funny, I guess. I don't know. It's like the only joke in the movie where I'm like, I don't understand this. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just the name Aaron Arison was funny to me. Yeah. It's just like a very towny name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what's, uh, a, what's a non-joke? I hear that phrase get thrown around a lot. Like where it's like almost like a weird, like there is no punchline or it's like it, it's referencing something like really benign. Like, yeah, it really is just like yeah. a, a passing I don't know. For some reason, I like it. Yeah. 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 I like it just because it's one of those things where it is his village, but or he's, you know, the peacekeeper of the village now. And uh, he's still like, God, this place is weird. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I forgot this place is fucking weird. (laughs) He looks like a little redheaded uh, Harry Potter, though. Like, like if Harry Potter was a Weasley, it'd be this kid. It's kind of bullshit that none of Harry's kids turned out. Ginger. Harry's Did kids? Harry, I'm sorry. I didn't even try. And Harry Potter and Ginny Weasley. Uh, uh, <laughs> they're not red. They're not. I thought one of them had red hair. Yeah. Ginger, one of them does. G- yeah. The, the daughter. G- yeah. The Ginny. Daughter, yes. That's very true. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, I don't I don't remember their kids very clearly. I just remember there being children, but sure, I don't. You, 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 you try and block that part out. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um but uh yeah, I like uh I I really like the second wind bit um from Skinner. I think that mm-hmm. it's uh I think it's, you know, it's it's interesting because you know, we've talked about throughout this whole season of the podcast how this movie really finds a delicate balance between horror film and action movie. Um, about like which genre tropes it's sending up. And this is definitely more of a slasher film trope than an action movie trope, but I still like it. Like the, 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 the villain second wind, you know, it's the same thing that scream did a send up in. And uh, I think all of them, <laughs> all of the movies yeah. did that. Um, I think it's a apropos to have the uh, <clears throat> box cutter. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just like, uh, working in a restaurant, I have my wine key on me all the time. And him having a box cutter is like me going into battle. And the only thing I have is the little tiny blade on my wine key. Mm-hmm. And just being like, well, that's the one thing I have in my pocket. And that's what I'll attack with. And it's just so <laughs> small, but 
what he uses on a daily basis because you know he's got it because he's got to open boxes and stock stuff and mm-hmm. I just hit my knuckle really hard on the desk and now I'm sad. Oh no, <laughs> no. no. we didn't call that into existence <laughs> by our conversation. I know, right? Oh. Wow, we. Um, I will say, as far as the the box cutter thing, you said like, yeah, he's probably stocking things. Like, I don't think Skinner stocked anything since he was. In his early twenties, um, yeah. But Hello, I I'm do, twenty years old. I'd like I to work at this grocery <laughs> store. I do absolutely picture him when a shipment comes in, coming over, opening a box of something, and like taking it out and like admiring it and like smelling like fresh cheese or something. While giving a monologue <laughs> to a new employee about yes. like the nature of power. Right. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> That's why he's got a box cutter. It's like uh, how when someone sure. will start peeling an apple with a knife. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. You know, it, it's funny. Power you you mentioned uh, you mentioned that this being like a horror movie in an action move or a horror movie in an action movie and how this, you know, Hot Fuzz has been blending it so well. I, it really does seem like it's like finding all the commonalities between these two genres. Sure. Which has been so interesting to me how it like kind of it bleeds together so so much at this point that I it, it really does seem like in equal terms like a horror movie in an action movie. Yeah. I'm also getting Super Shredder vibes from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. Super Shredder, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And then as we talked about, uh, I think that was last week that we were talking about that, um, when the the cashier girl pulls the same move and Doris takes her out. Oh, yeah. It's the exact same move. Her screaming with a box cutter. (laughs) Maybe that was part of their defense training. I think it must be. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, I just, I love that they both have the same move. Um, the two characters who are like, the, the the only other two characters in the movie who are obviously having an affair with each other. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, the other two, of course, being the Andes. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, wow, this is a sexy movie. I never thought about that, but yeah. Yep. There really are a lot of like secret couples. <laughs> yeah. Secret lovers. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, I just love, I just love that he is just screaming. I mean, it feels like <laughs> the move would have been to like do this silently. Yeah. Because uh, you're just. I, well, he's not very subtle. We've noticed that throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like if We've a all- 70s cologne became a man. we've also learned that no one in this village uh gets out of the way if someone is screaming and running towards them um yeah yeah, uh, that's true yeah that's uh that's 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 something (laughs) i love that last frame of him almost like showing it to like see see (laughs) what i'm going to kill you with (laughs) look what i have (laughs) (laughs) i wish we got to see the extent more clearly though yeah or like hear it it would be really funny just to see it because it's so anticlimactic Mm -hmm. because it's just like because this little guy i would i would love if it was one of like the really clicky ones so that it was like they add that's that sound effect in of the click 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 like as it yes goes up oh man yeah the tool of your execution (laughs) (laughs) oh man um all right well i think that's uh i think that's all we got for this minute uh i don't think 
I don't think we have uh, much else here. It's uh, coming to a head. It is. It is indeed. Uh, Literally. Crystal, <laughs> what have you been up to? Uh, nothing really. Just moving. New jobs got me working all the time. So I'm pretty much just recording Keep Calm and Game On when I can. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank goodness you guys can record during the day because everyone records at night so I can never record with anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad to be talking here with you guys. <laughs> but same thing, Keep Calm and Game On. Podcast on iTunes and social media is the Crystal Beth. Nice. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we will be back tomorrow with minute one ten and more Crystal Beth for the greater good. The greater good. Yeah.